Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Do you ever feel like you're settling? For your foundation, that is. Maybelline's new Instant Age Rewind Eraser Foundation doesn't settle into fine lines and wrinkles. With SPF 20 and moisturizing pro-vitamin B5, this foundation not only provides medium coverage and a natural finish, but also protects and nourishes your skin. And the best part? The blurring sponge tip applicator makes application a breeze. Say goodbye to cakey, uneven foundation and hello to a flawless, radiant complexion. Try our new foundation today and see the difference for yourself at Amazon.com slash Instant Eraser Foundation. Welcome to the ID10T podcast number 1019. Uh, if you are in Chicago or the greater Chicago area, technically Schaumburg, uh, I'll be performing this weekend, Friday the 13th of September and Saturday the 14th, uh, two shows each night at the Chicago Improv. Um, and then also in a couple of weeks, I'll be at Caroline's in New York, October of 345. And then uh, a few weeks after that at the Irvine Improv, if you go to ID10T.com slash tour uh you can get tickets links for there so come on out to that also ton of new stuff at id10t some new rick and morty stuff we have horror themed socks and uh some new id10t swag and lydia just took it upon herself because she's amazing and the best she was like i just designed some id10 t-shirts for you so we're gonna put those up soon uh and they turned out great so i i, I really really encourage you to go over if you go to id10t.com slash sign up you can get uh info and stuff for uh, upcoming Events, merch, podcasts, whatever. Stay informed. And now let's inform about you, the ID10T community. Uh, events at ID10T.com, like Kevin, who writes, just want to give a shout out for Adore Mini, the business my friend Julia started. She handcrafts magnificent polymer clay micro miniatures with astoundingly lifelike detail. Currently, she has a series of aquatic themed charm bottles and is constantly working on new, beautiful ideas. I've always been immensely impressed by her work, and I would bet others would share that opinion. Anyone interested can visit her shop, adoremini.com, or follow her on Instagram, adore underscore mini. Also, Charles writes, I'm a 47-year-old nerd who grew up in the origin- on the original trilogy. Pat is a 34-year-old nerd who grew up on the prequel trilogy and is a walking Star Wars encyclopedia. We spent many hours together with Pat mostly correcting my lack of deep Star Wars knowledge. It's uh, comical all the time, so we decided to essentially record our conversations see what we did there they said and launch a podcast it's a fresh approach it also serves great way for new fans to learn and vets to revisit topics you can find us conversations.com well done charles uh again events at id10t.com this episode is my old friend andrea savage ah she's the best damn it savage is so goddamn funny this might be the fourth time she's been on is this number four? Oh, I should have gone back to count. Anyway, I'll have her on a thousand times. It just, you know, she makes me laugh so hard. And uh, her show, I'm Sorry, season two of, Net, uh, of I'm Sorry is on Netflix right now. So you can watch it on Netflix right after this podcast. And then, 
And then somehow I talked her into starting a podcast. I just, the last time we were hanging out, I'm like, Savage, you're too funny. You should do a podcast because there's so much time in between seasons of your show. There needs to be more Andrea Savage in the world. And thankfully she said, okay, and now it's happening. The podcast is called Andrea Savage, a grown-up woman, hashtag buttholes. And it will be available, uh, I believe October 7th is the launch date. And uh, I'm so happy she's doing that. She has uh, some amazing guests lined up. Um, well, maybe like uh, someone by the name of uh, Chris Hardwick, who did it recently, but also Mila Kunis, Joe, uh, Joey King, who was on the podcast, John Hamm, uh, and many, 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 many more. I think she's doing about 20 episodes. So again, October 7th, Andrea Savage, a grown-up woman, hashtag buttholes. And now here's this episode of the ID10T podcast, number 1019, with a grown-up woman named Andrea Savage, hashtag buttholes. Initiating ID10T protocol. No, it's a. They, it would be a lot cooler if it was. Well, they, you know, it's funny because they're about the size of those three and a half inch yeah. floppies, but they're actually old Nintendo. They're shaped like old Nintendo game cartridges. Your your brother Chris would be all over. Them. I have never felt <laughs> so upset by a sentence you've said. Everything. It was like every nerd. <laughs> portion of you just bled out in one no these are not uh, floppy disks actually i know they're similar in shape but it's actually the nintendo uh... yeah, the look on your face is really funny because it's almost like eating a piece of candy you forgot you hated yeah. and then you just make a face like oh yeah i don't like those oh oh god no <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like you. No, 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 no. Just not what comes out of your mouth. Just remember, just probably remembering a lot of those types of sentences strung together. Oh, it really well, was. That's right. He did used to say shit like that all the time. <laughs> it really was like what? Well, you listen. Uh, what, so, okay, so understand my position. So. We have these coasters. The coasters are shaped like uh, NES game cartridges. And you said, oh, are these real floppy disks? Now, I could just say no, but... Or you could have said, no, don't be stupid. This doesn't look like a floppy disk, Andrea. Why would a floppy disk say Super Mario 2 Mario Madness? You could have said that. I guess I could have said that. But I felt like, well, I, I, need to, I need to say no, they're not floppy disks. <laughs> they're not real floppy disks, and they're not floppy disks. But I can understand because of the shape why you would think these are the classic three-and-a-half-inch floppies. Classic. 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 Classic three-and-a-half-inch floppies. I don't think when we were together you said as much nerdy stuff as you do now. Uh, well, because a lot of the things I was probably saying were like, can you hand me that beer? I mean, it was probably <laughs> – <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was a beer nerd. Yeah, you always make it sound like you were like literally like just drunk twenty four seven when we were. Together. I mean, I I say that more for comic effect, no, but I know. but but I but I but at the time, um, I think I was I had just kind of started to go on a bit of a game uh, break. 
Yeah. Be- I was going to say, you didn't really play. I had to quit for a while. Yeah. I guess I was in that little pocket. You were in that pocket. I had to quit for a while. I, qu- I had to quit games for years because I had that same kind of like, I will just stay home all day and play games and, yeah. and, do- and literally do nothing else. I think, and I'm not a, like a, I don't even know what the term is. I'm such an old lady. I was about to say like, I'm not a video game player, but that's not the term. <laughs> I mean, that's close enough. That's close well, enough. I'm not a gamer. You're not a gamer. Um, I've never played World of Warcraft or Fortnite. I've never even seen them. I have a daughter who's not terribly interested in it. But I have that like, once I start a game, I can't finish it. Yeah. And I had that with Candy Crush, oh, which there is you go. a super lame, nerdy game. But I had to finish it. Of course. Like, it has an end that what? people don't realize happens when you're in the thousands and thousands level. Did the end, did the end, is it like two middle fingers come out and go, thanks for all the money, asshole, and then, and wasted time, and then it just eats itself? No, it just laughs, like, a, <laughs> it suddenly has volume, and then it just laughs at you. Gotcha. Um, and then asks you, what are you doing with your life? Bjork comes out dressed <laughs> like a deer and dances through, hey, thank you for all your money. It's I didn't spend money on it, though. You didn't spend money on Candy Crush? You played the real way? I played the real way. Um, And then eventually they do... It's just you get to the end and then they add more levels. So now I'm not at the end anymore because once I... Oh, gotcha. Got to the end. They just keep moving the goalposts. They keep moving the goalposts. And then I was like, I can't get back in that. That's why they make a lot of money. I know. I know. But it was like, people were like, wait, you finished? Like, that's not okay. Like You crushed all the candy. I crushed all you the crushed candy. You crushed all the candy. Well, I got, when, when Lily, Lily and I were first dating, you know, I was I played the Nintendo 3DS all the time. And I was playing this game called Animal Crossing. And uh, for her birthday that year, I think... Or Christmas, um, I got her. She was like, "Why are you playing that all the time?" And I got her a 3ds, and I got her Animal Crossing, and I think all she said was, "Oh, what's this?" And then <laughs> that cut to like hours later, her face was buried in the thing, and then she started catching up to me. And I've been playing for a long time, and then she really started catching up to me really fast. And- How did that make you feel? <laughs> You know, I was proud of her actually, and she—that's very patronizing. It, I'm not. I was. I was. All right. I was. I was slightly. Did you also put in a little extra time? <laughs> Maybe I put in a little extra time. <laughs> oh, she's fucking catching up to me. Yeah, I'm get with this guy. I I gave you this. What are you it's talking adorable, about? It's adorable, but also <laughs> it's a game. I'm the winner. It's a competition. <laughs> we don't really win Animal Crossing. It's what happens in Animal. Animal Crossing. I You're know the mayor of a town full of animals, and you kind of run the town. And is this you, real? It's real. Oh, that's the real. It's the oh, real. The way game. you're saying it, it could have also been like I could have been and being then sarcastic. There's animals that cross the town. <laughs> well, they are, and there is, and so you run this town. And you basically build up your reserve of currency, which are bells instead of money, and you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Are you feeling worse now than when I was explaining the floppy disk thing? Or it's are you a feeling similar better? feeling that's coming over me. <laughs> is, you, are you, is your jaw tightening and your mouth start, are you starting to drool to prepare for vomiting? Or yeah, my, it is that sort of thing where your your neck starts to twitch to and twitch there a little is bit, a yeah. little bit of like uh, extra It's so saliva. much fun though. You but catch what, fish and what? you plant flowers and you, you get all these different furniture sets and you can like decorate your house and you build up your house <laughs> and you put in like businesses and coffee shops and you and you can visit other people's towns and there's a new version coming to the to the switch in uh, I think March of next year that we're pretty psyched about uh, wait 
So you just build a town. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you just crush pieces of candy. But there's like a skill sort or like well, a, like a, a satisfaction. Th- this, there's gotta be levels or something. Well this 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 there aren't levels, but it it the the game runs in real time. Okay. So whatever okay. whatever season like you That's know, stressful. In th- yeah, and it's what keeps you coming back to the game. So around Thanksgiving, there's like a harvest, harvest. festival, and then around Christmas, there's a, you know, like a, a, a like like a holiday. Do festival. you have to buy gifts for everybody? You buy gifts for people. They <laughs> send you gifts. It's responsibility. I have enough in my life. Why would I want to do a second life? Because if you played it once, you would understand. Okay. And okay. Uh, and 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 there are like there are like. The community around a game like Animal Crossing yeah. is vast. So if you oh, go I'm to, because sure. you can design things in the game too. So if you go onto Pinterest, there's all these like oh, QR yeah. codes where you can design clothing and all this. And it, so it's yeah. basically like a creative resource building yeah. game. My daughter does games like this. She doesn't do Animal Crossing, but she is like the earlier versions of this. She does a lot of games called Toka. Yeah. And like it is like you build a, an apartment and then you furnish just, it. Just and you... get her Animal Crossing. No. Yes. <laughs> I, why? Because I need her to it. do more. Yes, you need her to build furniture her. for animals. Mm-hmm. She would, by the way. God, would she love that? And all the animals are like are these just adorable little animals? And you have this little like poodle character who's like the the mayor's assistant, and she kind of guides you through the town. And is this for adults? I, listen, a lot of people ask me questions like that <laughs> with a lot of the games that I yeah. play and stuff. It's for everyone. No, I get it, and I don't mean honestly. I hate people who like are like oh, fucking. I don't get games. Yeah. You sound like whatever. I, I get it, and yeah. I, I I'm sure if I got into it, I would never leave my house well that's the thing and, and i and especially I, if it's in real time and that's what's funny about what happens if you don't make the harvest and every do the crops die no i mean well yeah so like i haven't been to my town in like two years two and so Chris. what i feel like what really should happen in the game is like a fucking zombie apocalypse should take place and you should have to fight it off and rebuild the town but basically what happens is the town gets really overgrown things don't progress and then you run into the townspeople and they're real surly with you like where have you been you know because you're basically their mayor and you've just abandoned them it sounds like you're more than their mayor it sounds like you like provide everything for these people or are they maintaining their own farms and such while you're not there no i don't think they really can and so it makes me feel like i should pitch a movie where one of these towns just goes on unattended for like years and develops and like becomes self-aware and develops its own thing and then like a black mirror and then the user comes back after like 20 years when he finds the game he or she finds the game and then they basically rebel and overthrow him yeah they basically have to kill him Oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Oh my god, this I gotta write this down. I gotta write there's this no, down. There's no way to record it. <laughs> we'll there's never no have this again. Uh, oh I, god, I, I gotta I, listen I forgot, back I forgot, now. I forgot what it was. You know what's interesting about this conversation is this dovetails beautifully into the concept of your podcast. Oh, doesn't well, it? Well, well, it does. It does uh, dovetail beautifully. Um, first of all, I'm starting a podcast. And I've mostly you to blame. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, was it the day that you came over to take our face swapping picture? I think it was. You came over here to take our face swapping picture mm-hmm. so we could post about the yeah. last time you were on the podcast. Yeah. And I said, Andrea, you really should do a podcast. And you're like, Chris, I don't have time in my life to do a podcast. And I said, but you should find it because you're hilarious. People love you. They love your no, show. Let's not get crazy. I'm People s- are fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> 
but I, I yeah. saw I'm sorry billboards all over town for months. Those are not sponsored by the people. And bus ads. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like you're in this really great moment in your career where you know uh, where there is an awareness of how funny you are. Like it, it, like it's, it's spilled over. Like people see it now. Well, thank you. You were honestly, cause I was like, it wasn't even that I don't have time. I really was like, I don't know if that's something I want to do and put myself out there. And you were like, do it. Mm-hmm. And then I would, I'd be like, maybe. And then I'd call you and be like, I really don't think. And then I'd start <laughs> stressing about things like, but what if like four years from now, blah, blah. And you were like, Four years from now, what are you talking about? Yeah, I said you could do ten episodes and then never do it again. But you, but it was like you were looking at the podcast, like you had to win Candy Crush. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I, that's exactly what it was. It was my Candy Crush, and I was like, "But what if no I'm- win game, no understand." <laughs> Seriously, if I don't win podcast, why now let's do go podcast? Get, now let's go get the moose and squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> um. By the way, that but you're perfectly right. I was like, but what if like, you know, 45 episodes in, I find that I've, you know, I'm a private person and I don't want to do this. You were like, just fucking try it. <laughs> don't, and then and, don't do it if you don't want to do and it. And I was like, but uh, what if I don't go with a network? And you were like, don't go with a network. Just fucking try just it. it. Just, yeah, just do try it. it. Yeah. It's been way more work than you made it seem like it was going to be. Well, I'm not going to lie. It I've had a this, lot of work. a little time off for the first time in 3 years. Yeah. And it has been Especially very if, stressful. if you're gearing up for it because yes. you're you're lining up a bunch of episodes yes. to kind of do in a very short period of time yes. so you can I'm just scatter them. Banking a ton of them cuz I start writing yeah. very soon and or probably, you know, now. And um when I start, you know, writing, I'm un- I go under a rock and yeah. that kind of stuff. So it's it's you know I do understand. I mean, like you know, Katie does ninety ninety five percent of the work on this podcast, and like the five percent that I do, I still feel like God, that's a lot. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, can Katie come live with me? <laughs> I you'd have to ask her. She's right She's here. She's in the room, <laughs> Katie. Yes. Oh, she just said yes. That's on record. That's contractual. Uh, but in California, verbal contracts. <laughs> verbal contract. Yeah. Um, no, I am excited though. It's called Andrea Savage, a grown-up woman. Hashtag buttholes. <laughs> and um, and it's really basically. <laughs> you put hashtag buttholes in the name. That's I did fantastic. put hashtag buttholes in the name because I feel like. You know, I was always afraid of growing up meant getting boring. Mm -hmm. And I always was sort of afraid of it. And now that I am technically a grown person who does like responsible things, but also is still dirty and laughs at stupid things like buttholes. um, (laughs) I'm like, there's a lot of other people who are similar to me. And I get a lot of people watching my show who go like, oh, you make it not look scary to be married or have children or just be a grown up. Maybe I could do and that. And you still get to retain your identity. You and still get to be you ex- and like the same dumb things you always like. Exactly. And that's what I kind of was like, oh, I feel like they're looking at my show and I'm like, I know a lot of people who do this, who are, who you know, are able to, like, pay their bills and aren't, aren't, like, you know, running out in the street in, like, a diaper. Yeah. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, farts! Like, I don't know. Like, who are functioning people but also have maintained who they still are? 
Right. So that's the kind of people I'm only bringing on people that I know who are up for a good time. Mm -hmm. And we do a lot of would you rathers and games. And um, it's been really fun. And I'm excited. Yeah. I'm recording it tomorrow. You are recording it tomorrow. At the the recording of this episode, I'll be recording it tomorrow. And I'm I'm super excited about it because, well, first of all, what I think is really funny is if if you start getting reviews on the Apple Podcasts app of people like, you know, I was really disappointed because I'm into ass play and I really thought there was going to be more <laughs> ass play because they see hashtag buttholes. They're like, there was no, you know. I would be thrilled if, <laughs> if that was, if that's the, my backlash, not enough ass play. Your literal backlash. My- <laughs> but I think, I think what is interesting about it is this broader conversation of, you know, I feel like our generation, the Gen yeah. Xers, I feel like we're kind of the first generation that were granted this extended adolescence that yeah. has this very nebulous. Not, I mean, our parents' generation, and, and listen, my parents are fun, funny people. Yeah, me too. But, but I, but I still feel like, you know, because they were baby boomers and their parents were the greatest generation yeah. who came out of the depression. Yeah, and then so, you know, as as our lives in this country have gotten cushier and cushier of the generations mm-hmm. we've been allowed yeah. to and, we as have we the luxury about before, I'm, st- I'm you know I'm in my 40s and I still play video like, again, like Animal Crossing yeah. I feel like that's not something my parents generation necessarily would have considered which is why when we were growing up playing video games there was much more like you need to get serious yeah. and now like the kid who won the Fortnite championship won three million fucking dollars it's yeah. like well how much more proof do you need that these things can be adult at the same time if you need if you want them if to be if you want them to be and also i feel like now and you know i think our age and probably a little older and a little younger are the first i feel like people are finally able to mix the old and the new for the first time mm-hmm. people are like you look at a picture of like my grandmother at 50 she looks a hundred. <laughs> People, I don't know if Do you it's know what the I mean? old haircuts or it's what it was. It's the haircuts, it's the clothes, it's the way you moved, it's yeah. exercise, it's all of it. And now you look at a 50-year-old and you're like, they look 35 or but 40 is, is that, or 45. Is that because we... Are old as fuck? We, <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and to people who are like 20... Do we look ancient? I don't know. I think so. But not as ancient. That's true. That's the it's all in relativity. Yeah. Not as ancient as like my grandmother looked at 50. Are you watching do you watch have you been watching Mindhunter? No. Ah, it's a great show on Netflix. But but the there's one agent on the show and his wife has takes place in nineteen eighty one, I think, mm-hmm. right now. And she just has this great, really tight curl uh. haircut that's like super eighties. But I'm sure at the time it was like, this is cool. You know oh, what I mean? Uh, I, we don't look like our parents and our grandparents, <laughs> so we're basically just saying the same I thing. I could be living in a dream world, Chris. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I do think, like, my mom looks, she's in her 70s, she looks great. So mine too. Like, I And still, they're stylish and they're, you yeah. know, and they're exercising and healthier. But I also feel like back in the day, if you rebelled, you had to be that Peter Pan syndrome, like, weirdo right. that, like, everyone else grows up and they're like, oof, that Boy, guy's yeah. really... Uh, I'm and not now we leave all him alone with our Culturally, kids. we have Peter Pan syndrome. But I feel like there is... What I'm finding that a lot of people I know, and I'm hoping this is what you kind of get, we don't talk about it at length. It's more a little bit, like, fun and you, you know, a little bit sh- show it, not not say it. Um, You're going to say show it, not grow it. <laughs> it's a lot of show it, not grow it on this. So you it's know tomorrow you take your you take your dick out. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, it's a show, but you know, you show it's it. It's called hashtag buttholes. 
Yeah. I was prepared to take that out. I went to this groomer. Is that a thing? <laughs> Forget what I said. By the you way, take your butthole out and we see which ones are showers and not out. growers. You take your butthole take out. Take out. Yeah. And then we see which ones are showers and which ones are growers. <laughs> I don't want to see a grower butthole. Nobody does. Everyone's, everyone's hoping the showers win. Nobody wants a grower. Sorry, guys. I'm a grower. I don't know what the... I think I have that voice. I don't know. Because that's the voice of... But my point is, is it used to be... I feel like there's the Peter Pan syndrome. I think there's a balance. And I feel like I'm finding myself feeling like I have a decent balance. Where I am like, a lot of my life is paying bills and going to the market and raising a child and whatever. But I also still love a game night. I still love laughing about stupid stuff. I still play games. I still... I don't know. It's finding that it doesn't have to be one or the other. You don't have to reject responsibility completely and become like, oh, you know, like that uncle that everyone has. Yeah, of course. And I think that's what a lot of people put that on themselves because they think like, oh, I have these responsibilities now, so I have to do X, Y, or Z. Although it seems to me now there is much less of that than there used to be uh, because there's so much support the internet, whatever, not to, to be that. But I, I do think it's great, and I do think there is there will be a sizable audience of people who will hear that and go, like, hear your show and go, oh, good, I'm not alone. I mean, like, we, I'm not alone because we take it for granted because all of our friends do the same thing that we do. Yeah. And we live in a community of, yeah. of like, perpetual Peter Pan syndrome, yeah. ultimately. But, you know, to people who live in other parts of the country who maybe live in more sheltered communities, like maybe they don't, maybe their friends are all, you know. Well, I get a lot of people contacting me going like, how do I make friends in, you know, at this age? Like, how do I make friends in my 30s and 40s? Like, other than the parents of my kids' friends, you know? Well, that's that's the beautiful thing about when you start to get older, because when you're younger, you just hang out with anyone who's in proximity because you're yeah. like, hey, whatever. You're figuring out who you are. Yeah. Then in your 30s, you kind of start to go through your first sort of f- friendship culling where you're like, kind of decide like who, like what types of things you like to do. And then you hang out with people people near those things. And then I feel like at a certain point in your 40s, you kind of go, oh, wait a minute. I think I can just choose who I hang out yeah. with. And find people who have similar. How do you let those people go? How? What's your strategy? Because I've had mine, but what is your strategy of those people? You're not going to confront. I think we talked about this last time you were on, where like you were talking about how you know everyone's got that one friend that's just yeah. I had an episode of my show, yeah. And it's like, how do you break up with that friend? Because it's like you haven't been listening to the advice I've been giving you for 20 years. Yeah. And You're a disaster. <laughs> and I don't want to get pulled in. Yeah. And I don't want to get pulled in. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I you know, like, I, I think it's... If, you're a fr- if you've been a friend of Chris Hardwick's for a while, what signs should you be looking for that, that you're the being... end is nigh? <laughs> that, you're being, <laughs> that you're being friend ghosted? Yes. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think... It... I'm so busy. Well, oh, my so... God. I would love to, but... But sometimes the friend ghosting is not intentional. Yeah, I know. I... That's the problem. Because the more responsibility... You you really... Much in the same way that, you know, in your immediate relationship, yeah. you... It doesn't just happen. Like, you have to cultivate it and nurture it, and you yeah. have to make sure you have date nights and make yeah. sure you plan ahead. Yeah. And it's not... It's not... 
It's not that kind of like, let's just let it be whatever's going to happen. It's like, no, because we have responsibilities, so we have yeah. to plan around or things deteriorate. Yeah. And it's the same thing with friendships. You have to plan times to hang out with your friends. You have to plan events. It takes it takes a little bit of work. Yeah, you know? it does. It takes a little bit of work. But how many people do you run into that you haven't seen in a year and you're at a, an event or something? Go, oh, my God, I love this person. I never yeah. get to see them. It's been a year. Let's have lunch. And then your lives are just both crazy. You both have kids. You both have yeah. jobs, whatever. You're traveling. Working, and it yeah. Just, yeah. And it just – and so I, I think the real trick is figuring out how to, you know, make time and get schedules to align. But I never take it personally anymore. No, that's the other thing is taking it personally. Everyone's, everyone's so, so caught busy. up in their own stuff. But I would say you are a perfect example of somebody – I mean, you have so much responsibility. You are – you do so many things. And all of those things take so much work behind the scenes sure. that people don't see. Right. But it is hours and hours and hours every day. You could work all day long and not be done. <laughs> right. 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 But you also still have friends. You go do fun stuff. Yeah. You enjoy your life and do things for, you know, that are fun, that make you laugh and make you enjoy yourself. And I think that's what people are trying to figure out. Like, you well, know, how do yeah. I still stay a little more true to who I used to be and still also be married and kids and be in this world that is my reality that I do have to do pick up and drop off and I have to do this. I think a lot of it is having a hobby. I think we're lucky in that our hobby really relates to our careers. And there's so many things that are adjacent to our yeah. careers that are hobbies. Yes. So many creative pursuits, yeah. you know, that it's and, – and again, we're in a place where it's brimming with creative energy. So yeah. all different ty- – any kind of creative thing you could really want yeah. is in proximity to us. Although I will say like coming out of season two of my show because I go under for so long. It was like three years and hadn't seen so many friends for so long. Hadn't even seen a lot of my outer family and I came out and was like – do I have friends anymore? <laughs> do I? What do I do for right. fun? Like, I literally was like, I haven't even had a day off in so long. I don't even know what I do. Right. And I felt very disconnected from everyone and the rest of comedy and this and that. And it took me a while and to really, like, push myself to, like, make plans and go see stuff and do stuff to feel part of it again because suddenly I felt so isolated. Well, and it's really important because we – you know, we create this, excuse me, we create this mythology that, you know, we're going to be so fulfilled by work and that's going to fulfill everything. Yeah. And then the times, I mean, I've been making more and more plans to hang out with uh, with friend groups because I find that the long-term effects uh-huh. of hanging out with a group of friends, it, it, it lasts longer than... Like a job win, you yeah. know what I mean? Like the the the, the oh, sort of the sure. edification of the soul of like yeah. I hung out with a you know we just hung out with a, a, a you know a big group of friends for a handful at the of Hearst days. Castle. Well, I, yeah, 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 I yeah. saw yeah. it. Yeah, and, what and, I need you to walk me through what that was. Uh, what like what? How what happened? Like you just were like, oh, we have access to the Hearst Castle today. Well, no, it's, it, it, you know, it, it's, we have to plan it out. Like it's because we, you know, I mean, like L- Lydia and I can just go up and, and swim and yeah, yes. Well, the swimming part, we have to, it takes a little bit of planning because I imagine the water's not kept ready for. Oh, people. it's fucking Arctic. 
and yeah. you and it, it is such a magical experience. But your limbs do start to go numb, and your ears hurt. And but you're in it. You're like, I'm just appreciating this as much as possible because <laughs> not everyone gets to do this, and it's amazing. And this is part of history. It's clear that in the 30s, humans were a much hardier stock across the board. But it's you know. The, the 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 castle itself is owned by the state. It was uh-huh. donated to the state, so it's a museum. Okay. But the family still owns all the land around it. It's a working castle. Lydia has an inn. So Lydia has an inn. But, you know, we have a good relationship with the folks at the castle, and they're really lovely. And so, especially the mu- museum director, Mary... Uh, Levkov, who is just delightful and knows so much about the history of the... It's, That's awesome. I mean, we love the architecture and the art oh, and the amazing. engineering feats, so we'll just go up and gawk at stuff. And you had to bring, like, a group of friends? We get to bring a group of friends, and we go... You, we can't actually stay in the castle itself uh-huh. because it's a museum. It'd be like sleeping in the Louvre. Like, you, you can't. And? And, the, you know, the, the building... The problem it, is... <laughs> Well, doesn't sound like Lydia has that much of an end. I guess she doesn't. You know have what I mean? There's a there's certain. We can't, we can't sleep in any of the any of the rooms, but but you know we'll go up and take a private tour and 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 then you know when it's set up in advance. I mean, there are other places around the area where we can stay where her family still has residences. Oh, and I was so, going to say you mean hotels? No, her her <laughs> her great great grandfather built a residence on the. There's an even older. There's a, there's a building that's you know, like decades older than the castle that her great, great grandfather, because her great, her great, great grandfather, you know, bought, you know, whatever, a hundred thousand acres of land or something in the 1800s. And he used to take her great grandfather, Uh W.R., camping up at the spot where he ultimately built the castle. So it's this really lovely connection to his family. So you stay in an even older, cooler place. Well, it's it's a lot simpler. It's not. It's yeah. it's it's more rustic. It's not like you know the castle itself is. I mean, every. Do square you realize how insane all of this sounds? Yes. <laughs> you do you ever take a minute and go like, the fact that this stuff is coming out of your mouth so casually? I mean, it's more rustic than the castle. But <laughs> I'm, um, not I'm not humble bragging about. Oh no no no! I'm not saying that you're humble, but I'm like there is a moment where like you just threw castle. <laughs> well. Like, that's part of your day-to-day. To be fair, WR never called it a castle. The state dubbed it that. I'm not interested in being fair. He called- <laughs> I'm not interested in fairness. That's not my goal here. I'm talking about my friend Chris just casually in a sentence was like, it's more rustic than the castle, well, you, obviously. You have to understand, you, you, you know how obsessed I am with architecture I know. and art By the way, this is the perfect... And so, every, and I don't think you take it lightly. No. I think you are legitimately. I am so humbled by the yeah. experience, and every, which is why you know, even as much as you feel like you can't swim, move your arms anymore to swim. I don't want to get out of that pool because because it's like a stunning. It's like swimming. Can in I ask about the guest list? What about it? Of who made the list for this <laughs> and the process behind it? Well, it. <laughs> So Lydia and I have an Amway pyramid. No, mm-hmm. um, we, you know, just like fo- folks that you know, like you know, Will and Ann Wheaton, and Seth, just folks that you know. Seth, Seth, Seth Green. T- tomorrow, when you come to my show, I'm Claire, gonna, I'm gonna, you're gonna walk me through the Claire, thought process. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who yeah. didn't make it? You know. Well, we can only take so many. We can only take a small group. Totally. Of people, so there's got to be. There had to be some conversations. <laughs> you and Lydia. Some. We got. You guys had to get real. <laughs> About who's still top of the list. Who makes the cut. Who makes the cut. Who's top roster. You know what I mean? And then also, oh, if this person comes, they're out. If this person comes, 
I can't have them there without uh, having the buffer of these people. Well, I, you know, I, I will say this. We seem to not, maybe not even purposely. Yeah. But our group of friends are so... You have a nice group. Mellow yeah. and like, no one drinks. Not that there's anything wrong with drinking. I just, yeah. But like, no one gets crazy. Yeah. Because sometimes, sometimes what can happen is... You know, if people go up to a, an opulent place that you're very privileged to go to, sometimes like a castle, a, a person <laughs> could a person could take it for granted, get drunk, yeah. think, oh, these, oh. you know, like these people, whatever, they don't, you know, they're oh, rich, and yeah, so yeah. we don't have any friends like that. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's very sweet, and we literally like most of the activity was us. Like there was a, there was horseback riding. We we you, you know went and looked at are elephant you a seals. Rider? No, but Lydia loves it. Okay, but we we went and looked at elephant seals. We roasted s'mores. Like it yeah. was kind of like grown up camping. Yeah, because you know the most of the property is a, is like a cattle ranch. Yeah. so it it really it, was this one night, two nights. We were there five nights. Oh Jesus yeah, Christ! We there, we oh, this is a whole nights. yeah yeah okay. And but 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 again, the castle. It's like it. It's so insane because every square inch of it is some masterpiece. Yeah. Like, again, it's not just the engineering feat of when it was built. And it's not it's not just that Julia Morgan was one of the most visionary architects. I mean, they would disassemble castles in Europe and ship it yeah. like right up to San Simeon. They'd drive it up the hill. And then Julia Morgan would integrate it into the architecture and make it look in, it would make it look like it was a ri- like it was meant for that. Who is the person's name that you're talking about? Julia Morgan. Julia Morgan. She was the okay. architect that, okay. that WRU worked with. And Can I ask, back then, a female architect, yeah, that's pretty... Visionary. That's visionary for everybody. And she was, you know, I believe the first, you know, like celebrated and noted female Fem- architect. I would imagine. At, at the time. And... and, uh, and well, s- yeah. Yeah. Go Do ahead. you think when she had her period, she had to stop? Like working again in the in the twenties and thirties, it was a hardier stock of person. But also, they didn't have the same things that women have now for when they have their periods. So it was probably he had to take a knee. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> she was an architect. Maybe she constructed something. <gasps> she probably did. She probably made the most beautiful and ornate period girdle. Oh, you're right. That, she that, probably that, did. That ever existed. But so beyond the architecture, he also. You have to understand that, like right after World War One, a lot of countries started selling a lot of art to make funds back from the war. And WR right. was an art collector, and so he saw this opportunity to preserve mm. and yeah, and keep all this art in one place. So, like everything there is some price. I mean, it's yeah. fucking crazy, and it's so it's this beautiful symphony of art, architecture, and engineering, and. We, I, I mean, I could spend every day of my life just looking at every corner of it and soaking up and appreciate. It. I mean, like I am yeah. so the right person. I was going to go say there. you are, you are the absolute right person to go there. Yeah, like it's not wasted on. So you. I don't mean to go on and on about it, but I am very passionate about it, and I love it because, as opposed to a museum which houses art, the building itself is a living museum that houses art. And beyond that, you look at the landscape and you look at how much thought and detail went into every, like every, the door hinges. When you're up where there, everything faces. do you walk through just going, oh my God. Yes. Does it bother the people you're with? <laughs> I'm like, fuck. 
who would have thought of this? Yeah, where they're just like, all right. Take it down a notch. Chris, because I was just in Park City this weekend um, for a couple days with my family. And my daughter, we were on like a little hike and she said, mom, you're not allowed to say how pretty this is. She's got you clocked. She was just like, no one's interested. And I was like. First of all, I didn't say this, but I was like, fuck you. And I was like... Number two, I own you. I'm your boss. Exactly. And now everything's pretty. My shoe is pretty. This asphalt's pretty. Did you you torture her that way? Of course. Just to learn. Yeah, yeah. But it was funny. And I was like, God, do I... I think I am the person that's like in nature and is just like, God, this is beautiful. And then I look around and I'm like... Look at those trees. You know, God, it's beautiful. What you're really making me realize, and this is great for when Lydia and I have kids, but a kid is basically your own personal mm. internet troll mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. calls out every little thing and pulls oh, yeah. holes in everything oh, yeah. and finds ways to make you feel yeah. bad about just being you. Totally. And I will say my daughter is so sweet and lovely. And she really, most of the time, she makes me feel like I am the most important person in the world. Like she's like, yeah. mommy. Um, but once in a while, it she'll do stuff like that. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Suck it. You know what? You're not so hot either. Yeah, you got exactly. To... <laughs> oh, you want to talk about stuff I don't want to hear you talking about? Really? All right. Not interested in hearing about Allie and how she spoke in a weird tone of voice. Um, yeah. Oh, how about that? Yeah. How about a moratorium on that? And then we'll talk about me appreciating nature. And, oh, <laughs> so me thinking that the beauty in the world is, you know, yeah. So it just made me that because I was like imagining you at Thurs Castle just freaking out about everything. And then Will Wheaton being like, all right. No, because like, well, no, someone like Will is freaking out about it, too. All right. But that, somebody had to not be freaking out about it who whispers to their wife. Jesus oh, Christ. Jesus Christ. Christ we get it. When do we get to go in the pool so I can yeah. just get an Instagram? <laughs> no, we don't. Thankfully, we don't have any friends like that. That. Like everyone, everyone, like the level of appreciation, there was no one taking it for granted. There was no one who act privileged. Like we, we try to move as quietly as we can through and, and, and try to be the example of like, this is how you should revere this and treat it and not, you know, like it's, you're lucky that you get to be here. Now I have a question. Was there ever a moment where my name was brought up for the list or... (laughs) I know we don't hang out socially, gener- like very often, really at all. Um, and Lydia doesn't know me. I think we've met very briefly. But again, I just am wondering because I assume the conversations were lengthy uh, about, who, about who's going and yeah, who's not exactly, going. Exactly. And you probably went through quite a wide. You cast yeah, yeah, a yeah, wide yeah, yeah. net. We had the, the long conversation. Which exes should we invite? You know. Uh... I forget. I'm an ex. <laughs> next though well that's the thing i know that, that it's 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 like you're not though like it, it, yeah and by the way lydia loves you and thinks you're hilarious how can she i barely know her and janet too like, like well, i love lydia, janet yeah, yeah. and, and you know, janet's like, great yeah it, it's it, you know it, oh you were saying she loves janet i was like i love janet like i was like <laughs> yeah no i'm good with janet too <laughs> not what we're talking about yeah i mean it's like you know lydia dated jeff goldblum before me should we invite jeff you know like i don't know I'd love, to, I'd love to go. Wouldn't that be fun? Jeff. Wouldn't that be fun? I yeah. I mean, this guy was nature found a way. Nature. Found I think a way. he'd appreciate it. Here's the other amazing thing about the castle. When uh, in the thirty, in the twenties, they you know this was before we understood more things about you know animals and their habitats. There were a bunch of animals brought for like a private zoo, mm-hmm. and uh, and. 
the vision was just to kind of have animals sort of roaming, free roaming the property. And so there were, they had a handful of zebras and the zebras basically got away and proliferated. <laughs> and so now in central California, there's just like a hundred zebras that, wow. so you're driving up the one and it's like, and none of that land can ever be developed, by the way. Wow. None of the land can ever be developed. The family still owns almost all of it, but they donated some to this sort of like preservation yeah. so, so that they can't, so that, you know, it's just, it will be untouched. So you'll see cow, 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 fucking zebras, and then cow, 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 cow. And the zebras and the cows hang out I was about to other. say, how are the zebras and the cows' relationship? We went and we went to kind of look at, you know, we went to, we went on a zebra trek was one of the activities that we did. Mm-hmm. And we kind of just got to the top of this hill and all of a sudden we were face to face with all of these bulls and zebras. And the bulls were like guarding the zebras and they squared off with us. And so... Lydia was like, okay, no one, just everyone walk away slowly. Don't run or they'll chase you. And because uh, she knows about these types of things. And we, but there was a moment where I thought like, are we about to get murdered by bulls who are protecting zebras? What is happening in the world right now? I'm going to preface this with, I don't want you to die. Soon. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, I enjoy you being in this world with me. I feel like there's a however. But yeah. if you were to have to go... <laughs> That is a headline for the ages. What a way to go. What a way to go. Talking Dead host gets trampled to death by bulls protecting zebras in Central California castle environment. I feel like you, if you wrote your dream headline of what would be of the way you die, I feel like it's not far off of that. <laughs> well, the zebras, I mean, like, right? Maybe be- Every part of that, I feel like. He's right might in be your wheelhouse. Trampled to death by zebras, but zebras you can't get near. <clears throat> they do not. They are. You cannot domesticate them. They do not want Good. a piece of anything. Good. But it was just so strange how the bulls, the zebras, yeah. got behind the bulls. And maybe I was reading more into the relationship than was there, but it did seem like they'd formed this kind of like weirdly symbiotic relationship, <laughs> and 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 that the zebras were somehow a part of this herd of of bulls and or. Cows. The bulls. fucking zebras. I wasn't going to say fucking them, but like sort of some sort of cult situation where, or like Scientology or something where like the zebras aren't allowed out. (laughs) And the bulls are keeping the zebras away from outer information. And it's. Wow. (laughs) I like this narrative a lot. I'm just saying it goes, it could be interpreted a different way that they weren't protecting them, but more. Uh, keeping them as, as you know, slaves. So, keeping them so as the, some so the sort one. Of... The one bull is like a Charles Moosen, if you will. Uh huh. <laughs> you okay? Mm, I'm gonna need a. I'm gonna need a break. <laughs> do we talk, do we take breaks? <laughs> no. Um, I do, and I did see this on your Instagram. That cat. Oh, with... the, the the cat tissue, the butt tissue. Yeah. <sighs> Where where did you get that? Just on Amazon. Really? Yeah, I saw some article in my Apple News feed that was like, <sighs> it was some BuzzFeed article about like, here's 10 weird things you can buy on Amazon right now. And that was at the top of the list. And I was like, yep, you're right. Yeah. I'm buying it right now. I You can get a tabby version too. Well, my cat is a tuxedo cat. Oh, perfect. Um, 
Don't and it also, we pull tissues out of his body. <laughs> so I feel the like this is The difficult perfect. thing is we have to put them all in there first. <laughs> to get our cat to eat them? Yeah. Really. It's tough. It's, it's hard. It's rough It's going. hard. But, but worth it. Yeah, I, I like the idea that the cows have this weird zebra cult that they are that they yeah. are protecting the zebras from outside information. They've they've conditioned the zebras to fear to fear the outside the world. The outside world. Yeah, to not ask questions. Right. The narrative that the bull is telling the zebra is you are <laughs> the devil. You don't want man's world. No, yeah, it basically and meanwhile the poor zebras all, you know, they have a little bit of an inkling I mean, that is, they want to get out but they're like I can't be the only one. This basically I, you're talking about the jungle book. That was almost the the story of the jungle book about how, you know, like man's world should be separate and you you know man can't, you know, mm-hmm. man can't really be trusted because they have fire. But that sort of is I'm seeing this a little bit darker. Uh, much darker. Much darker version of what the zebras are being told. Right. And what the zebras are being made to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're not watching. So is this like a Heaven's Gate type of a Yeah. Or more like a Jonestown type of a cult? I think it's a, it's a mix. Right. It's the best of both worlds. So they're going to they're gonna make them drink a Mu-Aid? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Are you okay? I feel like I should have learned a lesson in Mu-Aid. <laughs> And moved hey! along. <laughs> and that's no bull. We'll be right back after uh, these messages. The cat butt tissue holder. Impress your friends. <laughs> it is cute. It's cute in person. I like it. Yeah, I, I might. I might have to get one of these for you, for uh, to, you know, in celebration of your podcast. I mean, it does go with the theme. It does go with the theme. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah. Well, I'm very excited to have you on. Um, you'll have to cut everything we just said in this podcast, and then we'll reenact it on mine. Yeah, we'll just get a transcript, and then we'll <laughs> By the just... way, just get it on. Katie, can you just send it over, and we'll just put it into and ours. And then the cows are protecting the zebras, Chris, <laughs> from from them, uh, the outside. Uh, oh, there's a t- I can't really read what this says here. Line. Line. <laughs> um, yeah, I, but I will say I'm nervous. About me coming on? No. God, oh. no. Okay. <laughs> Please. How oh, dare face. you? That was a classic savage. <laughs> oh, God, no. What are you talking about? What are fucking, no, just no. putting the podcast out in the world. <laughs> just it doing to, it. Is it weird to have such a big cable celebrity on your podcast? <laughs> It is weird. It is weird. Um, I think you're my only ex that I'm having on. So. No, no Jamie Kaler? No. Uh, you don't need to start listing people. That's the only, that's the only, one, that's the only one you know. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think so. No, not, and not in this first go round. So. But you're right. I don't think of like. Yeah. The whole idea of like. Yeah. I don't think of it that way. I know. Anyway. And uh, so it's. It was yeah. also so long ago. It was a long time ago. Yeah, I. Yeah, it was a long time. Really ago. long. Oh god. Oh god. We're Andrea, so- the, this, the, the the fast march of time. There's yeah. just no way to stop it. Well, there's one way to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could jump into a cow cult. And, yeah. Uh, get trampled by a bunch of cows protecting their zebra friends. I defy you to find a more appropriate headline for your death. <laughs> I really do. I feel like if you read that, a, a deceased you read that, you'd be like, you know what? That delighted me. D- done. I mean, this, that there's no question that that was the time to go. Yeah. There's no question that was the time to go. And you get Castle 
mentioned in it, probably. Yeah, exactly. Which is big. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> then I get tied to it forever. Yeah, and yeah. then people start doing ghost hunting tours up there because they think I'm haunting the pastures. Do you believe in ghosts? No, but Lydia does. Okay. And uh, do you? No, I don't. It, but I'm still open to it. I had one weird experience once that I'm like, that was weird and I don't really have an explanation for it. But I don't because I'm way too, like logical and this has to be explained to an annoying amount yeah and, um, and a ghost would be totally irritated by that tone of voice <laughs> <laughs> it never and never come First around of all, all my tones of voices <laughs> my voice is not a soothing sound to the alive nor the dead so tonight let's <laughs> we're gonna meditate i'm gonna guide you through for some relaxation if you're out there <laughs> say hi <laughs> Make ten, yourself known. Nine, eight. Just let it all fall away. First of all, I sound nothing like that. No, I know. I'm I'm caricaturizing it. How a bit. dare you? M- much like the drawings you might get at like a Disneyland or like the mm-hmm. you know where they do the caricature. You mean a caricature? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You <laughs> so mean sometimes classic like to, caricature? Sometimes I like to say words and then define them, even though it's clear that the person mm-hmm. already understands what that and thing the is. The term that you're using is the term <laughs> that is. Exclusively used. So you're saying there's no gray area? No. Nope. Uh, yeah, no. There's no okay, gray area. Great, 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 great. There's sure. no gray area. I'm just making sure we're all on the same page. Um, we are all on the same page. When are you going to start putting these out? Um, October 7th. Oh, wow. Will premiere. Right around um, the corner. Right around the corn. Um, <laughs> you just joked. <laughs> Oh, God. But there was no reason to shorten that word. I know. I don't have just a reason. Drop the syllable. I just like to make just right around the corn, you guys. Right around like corn, corn. No, no. I just I don't corner. like to say corner. It's just. It's just. I think it's, it's fun. Like, I just it's like fun. To shorten it. Yeah, yeah. It's I just, fun. I just like to shorten it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, right around the corn. Yeah. Um, Where the zebes are. Why don't you just say zebra? Well, I just again. Zebes. I like to shorten words. <laughs> I just think it's cooler that way. It is so much cooler. Yeah, so your pods drop an oct. Yeah, pod sev. drop oct. Sevs. Sevs. A sev. Grown womb. Yeah. Ash butt. Perfect. <laughs> um, October 7th um, on all the usual places. And um, also uh, season two of I'm Sorry is finally coming on Netflix. Oh, good. Uh, September 13th. So uh, probably you'll already be able to watch it there. So that's exciting. That um, is exciting. Yeah. Because especially, <clears throat> I know a lot of people watched it before, but that sort of, that that Netflix yeah. longevity, it, especially because I, like a comedy like that, comedies do so well on Netflix yeah. because people can just relive them over and over again. It's like, you know, we're watching Mindhunter now, which is a great show. But you can't watch you can't watch a whole season more than once, right? Because it's it's an emotional journey. Yeah. But these but comedies like your show. I love to say my show is an emotional journey, <laughs> um, but I cannot. You can't say that. I cannot say that no. uh, in good in good faith. Um, yeah. No. It it it's exciting. It's it's cool to get. You know, it's on True TV. And then we get, you know, everyone watching it originally. And then Netflix. And there's a lot of people, I will be honest, who believe it is a Netflix show. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, whatever. Whatever. If, if they're going to watch it, it as long yeah. as they're watching it. Um, but it, True TV doesn't want to hear that. But listen, but it does help. But it does help. And all, yeah. And it really, um, so I'm excited because a lot of people have been waiting. So that's um, that's very good. And then, um, and then I'm going back under. 
to do season three. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm so glad you're doing that. Thank you. I do. I think it. I, I'm glad you're doing it because. I I feel like it would have been premature if you were like, I just don't want to do this anymore. Like, I think it's good because the audience is built up for it. And I think season three is going to be even bigger. Like, it just it seems so clear. It seems so clear to me where you're you're headed. You know, it's and again, like, I love the show and any hesitation I had was truly, I think, exhaustion. I mean, you do so much on that show to produce and write. I mean, I know there are, you have a staff of people. And I have of lots of people and I've got Joey Slayman and, you know. But, but it you're is, involved in I'm every in detail. Ev- every fiber of that show, I put like every molecule of me into that yeah. show. And it's, you know, it takes over a year to do 10 episodes. Yeah. So it's a long time. But I love it and it's great. I just want to make sure the quality stays up. And that's my fear. But again, when I was like, I don't know, Chris, you were like, you're doing it. <laughs> so I feel like you're the person which you need to have in your life where I call with all my like anxieties about, well, I don't know, but what if the third one isn't as good? And what if I used everything that I want? And you're like, no, you haven't. Just fucking do it. Yeah, because you, because you, you know, you have to have faith that you are essentially the, you have a way of, um, taking anything and re-expressing it in a really fu- in funny funny ways and so when you feel like you're out you might be out f- temporarily yeah. because but the more you experience new things like yeah. your 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 comedy machine in your brain is so just beautifully formed well you're always you. going to you're always going to find ways to like it's it's almost like a hay baler in a way or it's like you like all the hay goes in and it comes out in these perfect <laughs> cubes and and that's kind of I, to me, that's where you're at as a as a, a comedy entity, where you can just express things in these perfectly formed comedy cubes. And I know it doesn't feel that way, but I just I I have all the faith in the world in you, as you. you know. And so I just think I'm so glad you're doing it because I think it would have been a shame to not. Um, no, it to, would have been ridiculous. Yeah, it would have yeah. been a ridiculous decision. But it, but you know, the, but you know, you look at how many. It's like, you know, I know. From what I heard, you know, Flight of the Concords, HBO really wanted them to do a season three of the Concord show. Yeah. And my understanding of the situation was that they were like, it's a lot, you know, like to write all those songs, yeah. to be in every episode, to shoot every episode, to to edit every – like it's just – It's just the length of time it The takes. length of time and also the amount of energy and because you really – when you're doing that, you can only do that. Yeah. Um, but I also do hope that you get to tour. I hope you get to take – your podcast on the road. I hope so. And that- because I think you, I think giving your audience a chance to see you in person and hang out with them and see who they are and mingle with them. That's I just, what I really I think hope. that's going to be amazing. That's like one of my reasons for doing it. I miss performing live. Yeah. I love performing live. I mean, you and I met when I was still performing live and, yeah. and I was still doing Groundlings you're or still, no, do, still doing, doing Groundlings and then yeah. did stand up. Yeah. And I just, I love performing live, but the reality of my life is I can't go become a stand up. I can't get an hour together right. and go out every night and hone but you it. you can and, go do a podcast. But I can go do a podcast and then I can go on tour and I'm very excited eventually to be able to do that, you know, when season three is coming out and, you know, be able to go and do that. Yeah. I mean, I just, I really think, I think you have such a, a, a great voice in you know, like your comedy voice, I think is one that needs to be in the world more because I, I do think there are so many, you know, particularly adults who need to feel like they're okay and need to feel like, oh, I can make, you know, like you were saying, I can make butthole jokes and I can think, 
you know, I can I can have really high end conversations. I can have a lot of my responsibilities, yeah. and I can still laugh hysterically when a dog farts and not have to feel like you know, oh my god, is there something wrong with me? Yeah. Why have I not grown past? You know, and so I just I, I, I am excited to see. You just seem so poised for you know everything that's coming next, and I'm so excited to see it happen. Well, uh, basically, you're in charge. <laughs> Wait, what? So uh, you're uh, you're the decider. No, I don't want any more responsibility. No, 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 no. Well, you've got this. You've got Animal Crossing. Oh shit! You've got that whole world. You're in charge of that. No, does no, not I, sound I, like you're taking seriously. Now I have Chris. to play Andrea Crossing. Right? Yes, <laughs> you have to build my career. You have to start my podcast. You have to do season three, and if you don't log in. I, I, you know, I hate to tell you this, but you're far more capable than I am. Like, you, it is really, like, uh, the idea of being so entrenched in one show is, I think it's why I like to do so many different things, because it, you know, what stresses me out about what you do is, I just imagine sitting in an edit, and you've probably done a handful of takes, as written takes, improvised Mm -hmm. takes. Yeah. And you're staring at footage where you can't possibly even fathom what words mean anymore. Yeah. How do you know, like, this is the take, this is the angle, this is the timing, let's cut out here, this is the perfect one? I will say the edit is you have to stay so incredibly focused and you have to trust your gut constantly. You cannot second guess really anything. You really have to be like, let's go with that one. All right, I need to see all these in a row. I have like weird ways that I like my scribblings look like a mad man. Like it <laughs> looks like an insane person when you see my notes. It's just, it's just written in poop on the walls. <laughs> well, that doesn't look crazy. Cut out at 2312. Um, but there's like literally, I mean, weird numbers and letters and all this crazy stuff because there are so many ways that puzzle can be put together, infinite ways. Right. But you have to choose the path constantly all day Oh my day God. And long. then like if you, if there's a take that you love, but it somehow fucks up something oh. later in the episode, like you can't really be too precious about anything Mm-mm. because then you would never get anything done. Or when someone crosses the room, but they cross the room in a slightly different spot every single take. Right. And then the take that works, they on the wrong side of the room and you have to sort or they didn't quite sit down but right before it they were already sitting down it's those things that you're like you could just add teleportation as a uh, as a a storyline so that people can just appear in different places without having to explain it great solve you're welcome this is why you run my life now yeah yeah and I also appreciate that my my death was almost a literal animal crossing uh, yeah. And I appreciate that now I have something to look forward to, which is a really cool demise at some point. Oh, yeah. You're not going to go. You're not going to go easy. I'm going to get stomped to death by an animal. Listen, I don't know how it's going to be. I just know it's going to be fun. You get punched by a gorilla or kicked in the head by a kangaroo. If you got punched by a gorilla, I don't know if you'd die. Oh, I think you you'd live. A, you'd be a vegetable or you'd be. <laughs> you would die. Instantly, really? Have you? There are they're yeah. monsters. I just figured brain da- like. But I don't know if they damage. would. I don't think they would punch you like a bar fight. They would like. Oh. They would like beat you with their hands yeah. and then rip your head off, and then you would it would just be like predator where you just like. Yeah, that's not it. as fun. No, 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 no. That's not as fun. No, that's not as fun. Mm-mm. Kicked to death by zebras is delightful. I feel like the bulls were going to get you first. You think so? Those bulls were. Yeah. No, the zebras wouldn't have gotten their hands dirty. Yeah. 
Well, again, well, who, who's controlling whom then? Well, in my scenario, the bulls are controlling the zebras. Maybe the zebras are controlling the bulls. Maybe the zebras are kind of manipulating the bulls into thinking that the bulls are in control, but really they're in control because they were hanging back. They weren't getting their hooves dirty. Or they aren't allowed to talk to anybody on Let's the Let's go to the phones. Is it the bulls or the zebras? <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel my instinct, again, I wasn't there. My instinct is the zebras are being kept in a state of like uh, just naivete and ignorance and being fed lies. Right, right, right. They, the bulls made them think they were the only ones who could love them. Yes. And yeah, yeah. That they, they were, they were essentially, de- they were essentially uh, program, like, um, yeah. Yeah, and that there's that if one of them left, uh, they would die, and sure. everyone there was else, else there's out there nothing else the out there. Yeah, yeah. Similar to if you left like a cult or something, like everyone will turn against you. Right. You have nobody to turn to. Right, right, right. And they also. Uh, each bull is married to 47 zebras, <laughs> men and women. So you're saying there's a lot of zebra mutrimony? Nope. I'm not saying that. Well, it sounded like... I so 100% never said that. I feel that. like if I keep doing this bit, it's going to land sooner or later. <laughs> you know that I actually do enjoy it, but I have to play... You have to... I have to play the bit. This of, is part of our dynamic. Yeah. Like this you, is part of our thing. Yeah, this is part yeah, of our yeah, thing. yeah. You, you have to look at me side-eyed. Um... Let's not forget to take a picture today. Oh, right. Yeah. Because we forgot last time. We forgot time. last time. And then we had to get together. Well, we did go to lunch. And that we was did nice. go to lunch. That it was, was really nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And nice. then we st- I convinced you to start a podcast. So oh. it turns out oh, maybe we. <laughs> oh, God. What are you going to make me do if I have to come back here? Okay. You're going to start a textile factory. Then you're going to start making Andrea Savage scarves. A line of scarves with your face on it. I see it all over the place. <laughs> Oh, God, I don't want to make scars. I don't want to start a new thing. I don't want to start a new thing ever. Well, that is interesting. It's like, how do you decide, like, what new thing you can let into your life, you know? That's, I think that's been the hard, you know, the hard part is just going, I took this on. And probably this was bigger than I should have. And I am excited for it to come out. But it is, it's been a bigger project than I should have taken on right now. I think my, my, my prediction is that. One of the bigger challenges you're going to face over the next couple of years, you know, especially after you do season three of I'm Sorry, is navigating the options that are available to you. Yeah. Because you will get – and I know you have a lot now, but you will get more and more options and people will want you to do things and you will want to do all yeah. of it. And it's how do you how do you select things that, you know, are not only fun and interesting but – take you in a direction you want to go and are also healthy for you balance wise. And I have a child and a husband and I like them. Yeah. And, you know, (laughs) uh, and this, you know, what I do does take a toll. Yeah. It does. So, you know, it is balancing all that, but it's, it's all exciting and, you know, I just fucking complain. No, 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 no. I know. But it is, but it's stress doesn't always have to mean like. Oh, the sky yeah. is falling. Like stress is any anything that you have to process, anything that you have yeah. to do, and you also have to be careful. I, you know, I, I, I feel like it's it's it's. Um, I don't mean you. I mean in the in the in the general sense of you. Like people need to be careful 
not to be hard on themselves when they get stressed when good things are happening yes. because they feel bad like oh I feel bad I should shut yeah. the fuck up and it's like no you should still manage your mental health and you should still yeah. manage the balance because it does it does all take a toll yes and you know you just want to make sure that you're you only still... have a certain amount of bandwidth exactly and that that is true and I will say I think I did a good job I didn't take any other jobs on yeah. my little time off here I didn't take even an acting job I didn't yeah. do anything so um, that I felt like there were a couple things I was sort of tempted by. And then I was like, no, it's out of town. I'd have to travel, be away. And no, I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. So um, how many episodes total of the podcast are you doing this first go around? I'm not totally sure yet. Okay. Just um, kind of whatever you can squeak it, out. But it's max 20. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That'll be great. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And uh, we've got some great, great guests. Oh, I can't! I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. So um, we're uh, we're we're looking to uh, grow. You know, uh, launch it soon. Oh, it's you exciting. said October seventh. October seventh, and it's gonna be weekly. Weekly. Okay. Yep. It's gonna be weekly, and um, you're coming to do it. Uh, John Ham's gonna be tomorrow after Fantastic. you. So know that you've got that coming after you. So whatever <laughs> you want to do to sort of. Prepare, you know what I mean? Right. To just know that that's you're going to be compared. So I'm opening for John Hamm, basically. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. That's that's I'm fair. That's I mean, listen, it's, it's John Hamm. What do you want? You know, it's like you can't feel bad about that. You're not. He's not opening for you. <laughs> no, not at all. No. So you know, um, so know that that tomorrow at the end of the day will be like, well, which one do we think was better? You know what I mean? There's <laughs> the no way to not compare the two of you tomorrow. <laughs> So pick that. out your outfit. Yeah, I will. Tonight. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it you? I because the note that I got was like, "Well, we're going to take some pictures, so make sure and drag a comb through your that hair." Was me. That's great, of course. <laughs> well, because I you never know when you go to a podcast if you have to like if you can show up looking the way you usually look. Right. Not you, but me, right. like horrible. Or if you actually are, they're going to take a picture and you well, need to look why, presentable. Well, that's why people always say, like, oh, I wish you would add video to the podcast. And oh, I'm like, you know, I just I feel know. like it adds an extra layer of pressure for people mm-hmm. who – and and kind of takes away a little bit of the comfort. I agree. Of just being able to come in and have a conversation. I've just – I've talked about that on mine too where people are like, why don't you video it too? And I'm like, already I'm asking people to come – record it take their time out and then especially for women it's like then what do they got to blow out their hair and they have to do their makeup and yeah we take a couple photos but you know those can be funny or whatever you know and you can put a filter on that whatever you can make them look better right um but if it's videoing the whole thing then people feel like they need to like pick out a special outfit and like a i don't it just adds an extra yeah it just adds an extra layer of pressure it's like the whole point of a podcast is to be able to just show up and talk. And be casual yes. and not have to be presentational. Yeah. And, and anything that I think creates that layer of presentation just it – ju- it just adds – it just takes people kind of out of the moment. That being said, yeah. I'd love you to step it up tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm show up in a, like a, a, a rented burgundy <laughs> tuxedo. And a, yeah. yeah. I just – I'd love you to put a little effort in. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, I, 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 Actually, I, I don't. Message right. I really don't. <laughs> I don't want you showing up in some well, weird I, wear, I, wear a, I just wear a hat all the time because when I – it's just easier to – Why do you wear a hat all the time? Just you be, have a good head of hair. Because it's just like – because my hair is just flat most of the time. It's just like straight well, what you're doing hair. right now is weird. Yeah, but I can't – like I, I just don't feel like, you know, washing it every morning and like having to – 
put the paste in it so it looks messy but isn't really right. you know it's like the strategically mm-hmm. disheveled look and so i just feel like it's just easier to put a hat on it's just laziness it is pure katie do you prefer uh, him with a hair done or a hat she doesn't give two shits. <laughs> she's like i just gotta get let me tell you hair. something katie is thinking about her dogs right now and <laughs> <laughs> doing i have a dog with severe separation anxiety so oh. away from home it's, it's can you bring them here or chris won't let you no i could <laughs> she's an annoying animal oh yeah it's it's a it's a but katie is uh, like the most animaliest lover of animal lovers we're talking about getting a dog because you want more responsibility. Well, life. that's where I'm like, guys, and I've put it off for so long, but it, it may be, I may be at the end of my way. I don't know if how longer I can hold everyone off. How old is your child? Ten. Yeah. So you're, oh boy. Then that's at the age where the kid's like, I'll walk it every day. And then they never, like, they'll do it once. And then. She's pretty responsible. I just am sort of like, if we don't get one now, like while I'm in my writer's room. We're not getting one for a year. Right. Like, I'm sort of like, we either need to just bite the bullet now. I'm not going to get a puppy. Right. I'm going to get, like, a young dog. Um, so whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway. You, well, I think... I'm looking at all the rescue sites, and I get all the emails sent to me every day of, these dogs need homes. And I'm like, oh, God. Can I... And that's true. They do. But um, can, uh, may I offer an unsolicited opinion? You run my life, so... <laughs> <laughs> Am I getting a dog or as the mayor of Andrea Town? Yeah. Um I feel like it might be tricky to create a relationship with a dog and do your show at simultaneously. Of course. Uh, None of this is a great plan. <laughs> but when am I going to, you know what I mean? I'm never Liz and I have been like talking about it too. Um and you know, like number one, our cat I, yeah. would not enjoy. That's, like our, we have that same issue. You have the same issue. Our cat, yeah, was would uh, not not enjoy. Not be thrilled. <laughs> Candy Purple would be not happy. Your cat's name is Candy Purple. Yes, it That's is. Fantastic. Yes, it is. Why does your cat sound like a stripper from the sixties? Because she enjoys taking her clothes off, and she's older than most cats. <laughs> Uh, because my daughter, when she was three, named her That's... after two things she loved. You know what? That is the purest, yes. most perfect answer in Thank the world. Thank you for turning it so dirty. Well, I didn't know that to begin with. I There was a lot of information I did not have. Okay. Prior. Prior? To that joke. Yep. Uh, our, candy purple. Yeah. Our cat Anubis is... Um, Anubis? Anubis, the Egyptian god of death, who is technically a dog. God, but um, but uh, he. I think the other. She said the only times he's ever been around other animals, he like puffs up and gets real angry. I have no idea what my cat would be like around any other animal. I imagine it's not great. She's never. We rescued her when she was a little kitten, and she's never been around another animal ever. So you have no idea if that would go well or not. She and she's a shy. She's very loving and very social, like super loving, sweet cat. But I doubt that she's going to be great with a whatever. Listen, I'll call you and then I'll be like, I don't know. Da, 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 and then you'll go just start a it. podcast. <laughs> start a podcast about your cat. You're supposed to be the one who just says, just do it. Now with the dog, you're pulling back. I'm only pulling back because I feel like 
we need to pull back. Like, oh, so we, this is more about you guys. Probably. Uh, well, it's just because, you know, cats don't, cats can get as much attention as dogs, but I feel like they don't necessarily require as much attention oh, of course. As, as dogs and dogs really need to be engaged a lot yeah. and really need to be. And we also live in an area where it's kind of difficult to walk. This sounds dogs. like your, this is your thing that you're going through in your head. Will you call my wife and tell her we yeah. <laughs> Tell her that you can or can't. Tell her we can't get a dog. Okay, right. yeah, I was like, there's something dogs. going I on. I love dogs, but I just... I also... You and I, when we were together, adopted Scott. Scott. Oh, poor Scott. Why? He he passed away. <gasps> he did? Yeah. He... Um, well, when Jan and I split up, Scott stayed with Jan. Yeah. And... You know, and she was always so wonderful about like, you know, you can take him, you know, if you want to take him anytime. And, but we never thought it was better to leave him in the house that he was in. Yeah. She also had a cat who was Scott's best friend. And I just felt so, I was traveling so much of the time. And I just felt like I'm going to take this sweet dog and he's just going to sit in an apartment that yeah. is not his place yeah. away from Luca, the cat. Yeah. And then, um, and so, you know, and, you know, and Janet and Brandon take such exquisite care of the animals too. And so, yeah, New Year's Eve, Janet called me last year and said, "Look, it's Scott's. He's deteriorated in the last few months, and it's not. He's not doing great. Do you, you know, I think we're going to have to let him go. Do you want to come say goodbye?" And so, New Year's Eve, I went over there, and then the doctor Aww. came over, and we all like, <laughs> what a really depressing way to end the podcast. But we, but we, and we all got to, you know, like, yeah sort of carry him off into yeah. the next the next world and it was heartbreaking and so lovely that she included me in that and it was it was it was but it was it was just devastating he was just such a sweet he was but he lived he was dog. like you know all, all, like 16 and a half I was half. gonna say because I mean we were together when you adopted him yes. I mean that was he was a rescue a million years ago and we thought he was not gonna make it then remember he, had, he got really sick he got this really bad cough and the vet's he was only a few months old, and the and the two different vets were like, "We don't know. Don't if get attached to this one." Yeah, and so, and I spent. I remember it's such a weird memory I have of staying up like two or three nights up, like all night long with the yeah. dog, and then I was driving. I think over to your apartment, I got pulled over by a police officer for like you know when there's like a left hand turn lane that you're coming up to, but like you can't get up to it, but you can see no one's in the left hand turn lane, sure. and you go a little into the left, and then you pass a bunch of cars. Of course, and you get the well, evidently that's not allowed. Evidently, they poo poo that. Oh, thanks so, a lot, California. So I hadn't slept in like two days. I was so upset about the dog because I get so attached mm -hmm. to animals. That's the other problem. Um, and he pulled me over. And he was like, you know, whatever, do you know what you did, blah, blah, blah. And I burst out crying. And I'm one of those people that's like, I don't cry for a cop. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> nice try, cop. Yeah, You're but not I'm also like not one of those people that's like, I'm going to cry and get out of my ticket. Yeah. Um, and he was like, is everything okay? And I literally just like, I was like, my dog is dying and I've been up for two days. Was and he like, okay, I've heard this one before. I mean, it seems so cliche, but I mean, I was like, so it was like my breaking point. Yeah. Like I was tired yeah. and exhausted and worried and like sobbing, like could barely yeah. get the words out. And he was like, it's really nice to see that people still care about their animals. <laughs> but I have to impound the car though. Literally, it was like, but I'm still giving you a ticket. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not trying to get out of the ticket, you asshole. Well, that, well, that, that cough in particular sounds 
like a death knell mm-hmm. because it's this like Argh! like yeah. it's this really guttural. It was so sad. And they thought it, they said it could either be kennel cough or it could be distemper. Yeah, it's distemper like a yeah, dog a- that's only a few months old. And so, but he turned a corner. He and, did, yeah. And he, you know, and he just ended up being the best. He was the best dog. Just such a such a sweet dog. And also had an amazing life. He just yeah. had such an amazing life. And so, uh, you know. No, it I'm was, sorry to hear that. No, no, no. It's okay. He he, he lived a long time. And, yeah. And, and thank you to, to Janet for that. And uh, and so, and now she has, um, and she had gotten him a pal named Whitley. And now she has Jasper. Like they oh, rescued wow. another, they were fostering a dog. Great. And then so now they have Jasper. So, so all good. It's, it's. You know, these, so it sounds like they. Well, these pets, like they come into our lives, oh God, and here we go. You no, know, I'm not calling Lydia and saying you can't get a dog. <laughs> they just—it's so sad when they. Oh. I know, but I know, but that's life. I mean, my poor mom still hasn't recovered from like her last two dogs, and they lived long lives. And if you're a dog and you end up, if my mom rescues you, your dog, your life is fucking sweet. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, you know, yeah, I don't know, but it's, but it is, it is real, real hard. Uh, what I'm hearing is my ridiculous, weird fear things when I was calling you about like my podcast or should I do something yeah. or whatever, and you were like, yeah, just fucking do it, just do it. That's how I'm hearing about you and Lydia with a dog. Like, you have no reason not to get a dog. <sighs> Literally, know, you right. have no reason no, not to. No, I know. You're right. You're right. Fuck. Yeah. All right. Well, if, I mean, I'm... Name it after me. <laughs> Andrea Savage the dog. <laughs> yeah. That's a weird... First name, Andrea Savage. And then the, Andrea Savage Hurstwick. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I see no problems with that. Yeah. I'm very excited for you, like, sort of ending... I didn't mean to take it, like, into sad dog town, no. but it was also no. beautiful at the same time. But, I mean, he was a fantastic dog. And, and, and I did not know that. And uh, so anyway, I am very excited for your podcast. <laughs> anyway, the dog died. So your podcast... Butthole, sashtag... Oh boy! Oh boy! But I am excited that you're doing this podcast, Thank and I'm you. excited to do it. And it may suck. Also, it's not going to suck. I don't think so. It just but it could. Gonna, no, it isn't going to suck. Okay. It's just not going to suck because it's like you don't have to do anything to be fun and funny. You just are. Like you don't have to. It just is. But it's you just, don't want to just do a podcast where you're just like do nothing. Like there's no point or structure. You know, it's trying to find its lane. Yeah, but you're the point. Like you're you're the reason why people listen. And and, and I also think you're overestimating. <laughs> I think that's you're overestimating people's interest. Or, uh, but I also think it'll be a nice thing to tide, especially fans of your show, over while they're waiting for new episodes. They'll still get to you know. Yeah, and it's a good way for me to yeah to be able to feel like I'm connecting with my fans in that time and you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, um, your podcast launches October seventh, and uh, I can't wait to do it. Season two on Netflix. Season two's on On Netflix. Netflix, I'm sorry, and uh, you better bring it tomorrow because the entire podcast is resting on it. (sighs) My, where are you going? My. (laughs) The car drives away. Uh, Thanks for being here. Enjoy your (laughs) moo-rito. Katie just pulled her headphones off and dropped them on the... (laughs) That's the appropriate response. (laughs) That is the appropriate response. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. 
That was the ID10T podcast number 1019 with Andrea Savage. Uh, you should uh, watch season two of I'm Sorry on Netflix and also her podcast when it comes out. Uh, thanks to Andrea for coming back on and thanks for having me on her podcast. Now, uh, let's talk today. I saw a great um, email on uh, on Ryan Holiday's email list, dailystoic.com. Read it every morning. It's just nice. It's short, quick little tidbits, stoic did tidbits to, to wash down with my breakfast. And uh, there was one a couple days ago, and it, the uh, title of the subject was "It's okay to want, but not to need." I thought that was a really interesting concept because, I, you know, I think there, there's some debate in Stoicism about like, well, you sh- you know, your life should all just be about virtue, and you should never, um, you shouldn't really have possessions because that sort of clouds your view of the world, and you're living in service to those possessions, and you don't need them. And, uh, but then the email sort of talks about like, well, it's okay to, to want stuff, to have stuff, to enjoy the fruits of your labor. I mean, you don't, you don't have to necessarily live in a cave to be a successful stoic philosopher. I mean, you should enjoy your life. And then it goes on to talk about Chrysippus, uh, who came up with a better formulation. I'm quoting, basically, he said that a better way to think about it is need versus want. If a person needs to be famous or needs to be rich, they are vulnerable and often unhappy. That's obviously not wisdom, but does a wise person have to actively avoid making money? Must they live in obscurity? That seems silly. The wise man, he said, is in want of nothing, but can have and enjoy plenty. Meanwhile, the fool can make sure of nothing, but desperately wants everything. So it is just this idea of need need versus want. By the way, uh, just in case you don't know, Chrysippus, uh, ancient philosopher who <laughs> historically died of laughter. Uh, there's one account of his death that says that uh, he got really drunk at a wine feast and then died. But then the other account, he was watching it. I'm reading this off the Wikipedia page. He was, so you know, I'm, you can go see this. I'm not making this up. He was watching a donkey eat some figs, already funny, and cried out, Now give that donkey a drink of pure wine to wash down the figs. Whereupon he died in a fit of laughter. He fucking cracked himself up with his own joke. His own donkey joke. Now if I die from laughing at that, I mean that's a Python sketch. That's the killing joke Python sketch, almost. Uh, (laughs) So I, first of all, thoughts and prayers. Go out to the family of Chrysippus for dying of laughter. I mean, if you're going to go, that's not a terrible way to go. Uh, But the idea of need versus want is just an interesting one because if you were to take stock of your life and write down all the aspirations that you have, what things do you think, you know, oh my God, I couldn't live without this or that you need for your identity? Because those are all ego-based and things can... You know, circumstances can change, things can go away, storms come in, wipe things out. Like, you you just don't know. And if your identity and your ego is tied to things or status or, or you know, your possessions or your money or whatever, um, that's fluid. You you can't control that stuff. And then, you know, if if you make a bad investment or if you, you know, you lose the money or whatever, then what are you left with? That was your identity. So just don't put it in that. It's okay to have those things. It's okay to treat yourself. It's okay to you know, to want things. But again, the key word is not to need them. Don't need them to survive. And I understand, you know, in our kind of status-hungry world on social media, our economy of likes and hearts and upvotes, that it's difficult to not want that because we all want to feel significant. We all want to feel like 
we're doing well, they're contributing, but you know, can you find it within, can, can you find that metric within yourself, within your soul? Because you know that you're a good person and deserving of love and deserving of good things without having to use exterior reference to attain that. So that's it. Just figure out what it is. And the other thing too is that when you're chasing after something, a job or whatever, and you're so desperate to need it, it's that desperation that I feel like, you know, the world can smell it a mile away, you know? It's, it's the people who kind of feel like they don't need anything that for whatever reason I think, you know, the <laughs> things just get heaped onto that person because I think there's that sense of desperation where other animals are like, hmm, that thing needs something. He might be injured or he might be this or that, you know, just on, a, on an old biological evolutionary basis. But I don't know, maybe I'm making that up, but that's kind of how it feels. And so you can remove desperation from the equation by not needing everything. Obviously, there's some things you need, you know, you need air, you need, you need to eat, you need some money to live and survive. So I'm not saying like, you don't need anything. But of the things that you write down, of the things that you want in your life, some of those things you can want as opposed to needing them. And it just kind of opens up those bigger conversations about, you know, working on yourself, making sure you feel like you're enough, because you are. And, uh, you know, breaking down whatever sort of, you know, old wounds or festering down in there that you can pluck out and deal with so that uh, you can resolve that stuff and feel better about yourself. And damn it, you should feel better about yourself because you deserve to be happy. Uh, That is my message to you. And uh, do your best to want versus need. And I hope you have a great week, weekend, whatever it is. Uh, Again, if you're in the Chicago area, I'll be at the Chicago Improv September 13, 14, then in a few weeks um, at uh, Caroline's in New York, and then a few weeks after that at the Irvine Improv, and then in December at Tacoma Comedy Club. So um, id10t.com slash tour, and uh, thanks again, all right? I appreciate you. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. I need you to have a wonderful day, or I want you to have a wonderful day. You decide. ID 10 scanning complete. Enjoy your burrito. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.